good evening, boys. Benny Dixon, Brad Johnson, and the man who came out swinging about 12 years ago. <laughs> oh, <in the> finals. <laughs> <laughs> That's twice. I got cooked cool cool last week. Just in the comfort zone thinking this should be a good show. Then. <laughs> <laughs> it was 13 years ago. <laughs> right. And that was about 10 years after I bit you in the night grand final. I wish I... <laughs> oh, I wish I... Get me. No, on, you, on your hand. I was you, trying to pull you the, open in the, the mouth. jewel oh, headlocks the, going. Uh, and he had a rifle on his neck down my throat. So I thought, well, chomp. They got him off, Nari. And he laughed. Oh, it's great to be here anyway, Doom. Break apart said, that was pretty silly, wasn't it? Hey, let's get straight into it. Adelaide take on Geelong. Jono, give us a call on the ins and outs. Have they got any? Here they are, yes. There are a couple for both teams. We start with Geelong, Lodigan and Cockatoo. Nakaya comes back after eight weeks with a hamstring, so he is back into the lineup. Out is... James Parsons, Zach Guthrie. So two young guys, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. Uh, omitted from the, from the lineup. Stiff. Yeah, he is. He's shown a fair bit, I reckon. He's, he's good he's in week one of the finals, throughout, throughout wasn't the he? Year he has. And yeah. he's, uh, his week touch two. is really good in contest. So he's, there's a lot of upside to, to Zach Guthrie. And, um, and he, you never know what will happen over the next, uh, next week or so. And for Adelaide... Well, the big outs are Smith with, unfortunately, with the, the knee having to have a reconstruction. McGovern with the hamstring, so that is official now. And Otten comes in to replace McGovern and Sloan comes in back into the midfield for they're, the Adelaide Crows. They're completely different types, but fair replacements, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Andy Otten's just mm. such a reliable where he plays uh, third tall back or third forward and, and Sloan, obviously. So, yeah, a couple of big outs, but uh, well covered, I would have thought. You know, and, and I know it's a conversation for another time. You know, Collingwood look for a mature key forward. I think we could do worse than look at someone like Andy Ottens for two or three years before the end of his career to bring on some of those guys. Let's move on anyway. Mitch McGovern, they've played ten games without him. Yep. Five wins, five losses. Mm. Yet they're an 80% win team across the season. Mm. He's very important to them. Those stats don't lie. Ch changes the demographic yeah. massively in their forward line, doesn't it? When you look at it and you look how Lonigan will be back and it's going to be an interesting clash because... Mitch McGovern straightens them up. He's the man that uh, can obviously take the X Factor, the big grab. Tex Walker, I haven't seen him take those. He more gets up the ground. He's got contested, Mark. Um, Tex doing that yeah. against an opponent. But he's not a McGovern. McGovern can come over the yeah. top and skyscrape. He adds to that uh, string. They've got, they've got six really well-equipped forwards. You know, Different too, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, Charlie yeah. Cameron come off the back of the square, runs through. You've got Eddie at ground level. Josh Jenkins going south towards the goals and, mm. and Tex pushing up at it. Tom Lynch is such an important player for them, and, and he's going to be a handful for Geelong, I would have thought. Yeah, definitely. And, and look, that, but Otten plays the role, doesn't he? And that's where he's shown it this year when Jenkins went down earlier in the year. Yep. They had to throw Otten from, from defence to into, the, into attack. Yep. And he, he had a, probably a three- or four-week period where he showed that he can actually hit the scoreboard, puts the right pressure on it, and is an aerial threat. Well, yep. he's an aerial threat, and they've, all, they've both got a swingman each, Harry Taylor's the swing mm. man, and then you've got Andy Ottens that comes in, who you're not anticipating he's going to be the big match winner, but he's going to play a pivotal role at both ends. Well, I think you can, you can just bank him. I think I mean, he's such a handy player to have in that gap 20, uh, 22 to 25. He can come in and you can bank him as a third toy either end. Mm. Just a very handy player. Rory Sloan's back. Son's kidneys. Or what does he have to take there? His appendix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the appendix. Yeah. Yeah. Kidney. Yeah. Yeah. Son's kidneys. <laughs> His appendix <laughs> as well. How do we look how his inclusion into the... Uh, into the mix going to wash up? I feel Blixars will go straight to him. Mm. We know he hasn't handled a tag fantastic this year. The Crouch brothers are another story. I don't think they've been tagged throughout games of footy, but they know they can really knuckle down on Rory Sloan to come back in 
And Blixar's did a good job last week, so I think you'd just lock it. That's my thought. The thing so the two, yeah, the, the two games uh, at uh, Skilled or whatever it is, Canadian Park now, Simmons, sorry. Cannery. I live it was, a minute it, from it. That's, that's right. right. He, was, he was tagged down there early in the season. Then when they went to um, Adelaide oh, Oval, yeah. he, he was let go. And they went sort of basically midfields head to head, and Sloan yeah. played a, a pretty significant game. So, uh, yeah, I would think you, you go to him. But, I'm all for. But he, is it Blixar's or Scotty yes. Selwood? And that's where I'm all for. You can't sell a story to a player in finals and say, right, I really need you to do this. He comes out and performs, and he does super well. And then you've got, by and large, a really similar task the next week. Yeah, yeah. So, well done last week. Can't go with you on this one. Mm. I think if you sell a player a task and how important it is, you can't not give him the same task the next week. I'm a big believer in replicating Matt, that. Matt Crouch is the, is the other one for me. Watching him throughout the years, he's a young man trying to find his way. All Australian had an unbelievable year. But you don't need to put pressure on Matt Crouch, I think, at the contest because you're going to have to try and obviously do that there. Don't body him there. The body needs to come for Matt Crouch in this game in contest to contest. This guy runs from contest to contest. He doesn't sprint. He just gets around the ground. He's got really good endurance mm. with no pressure on him or check whatsoever. So that's the one. You focus on Sloan, but I'd be focusing on Matt Crouch so that he cannot just go in a straight line from contest to contest because if he starts doing that effectively, Great number it, it, affects, it, affects, it affects his game yeah, in such a positive way. Mm. You need to take that away somehow. And I think it's in general play. If a Geelong player is near him, Check him, cut his run, make him think about something else rather than just following the ball in the contest. So do you reckon Blitzarves will get a job? I think he'll probably get the job oh. on Sloan. Going from Kennedy last week, it probably well, works that way. But I think in terms of the Matt Crouch, for me, it's a team aspect of thing. If he's in your area, make it difficult for him to make that next contest. And clubs do that. And I remember we did when we were going through our premiership era. You put one name up on the board. That was not... to bash that name, though. No, but way, actually, who are we targeting <laughs> today? <laughs> yeah. no, it, wasn't, it wasn't actually to bash him. It was to not give a free kick away. But as you're saying, when they're leaving the stoppage, it is just get in front of them. Yep. Make, make, make wear them down. So they think... What's going on here? Well, all of a sudden you're doing, instead of running straight towards you, Derm, at the contest, you're having yeah. to go sideways a little bit to come back yeah. to it. And it just takes your mindset off things uh, a little well, bit. What's it may on, work. It mightn't work, but there's no harm in giving something like that a go to try and take the initiative and, and dictate the contest. And the big plus about Blixar's going to Roy Sloan is, I reckon he's more damaging and cover the ground a lot better. And we know he's a steeplechaser and he's got the engine to do it. But the crouch... Scotty Selwood's perfect for that role. Yeah, just yeah. bash him. Just get into him as best you can. Because when you match both midfields up against each other, Adelaide are slightly ahead. And they showed last time they played. That's where the big advantage is. But then does danger come into the mix as well? So we can talk about tagging, but who's going to win the onion? Well, well that's a good, good start-up. You're in, in uh, Scotty's box. I guarantee if they've... I don't know how many they've got in their box. Four, five, six mm. making decisions and Scotty gets the overcall. How many are going to say, let's start danger forward? And how many are going to say, let's oh. start danger in the middle? Well, well, James, James, James Riley will if be I, going, if, I want him forward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if I'm in the box, he has to start in the middle of the ground, straight away. I know he started forward and we're going fantastic move. It came off last week. Yeah. It's not going to come off against this midfield. So you need him in there right from I the get-go. Yeah, I, I understand that. I wouldn't mind dictating terms myself. So what they did last week, I think they had two Selwood boys and Blixalves in the middle. It, it did work with Zach Smith getting his hand on the ball. They had Mitch Duncan coming off the back of the square, getting involved very quickly. And I think it's, I think it's a 15-minute move for me. I'd go forward. 15 minutes, let's see how it goes. I'm with him. And, and let's get, it, yeah. get him away, into the away, middle if need be. Once, no, but once again, 
You've sold the story to Selwood Blitzarves. You've got two good players to follow around. They did that job and they knocked over a team that the footy world entirely said, Swans have got this nailed. Yep. And if, if you've sold that them to, to that that to them yep. one week, you can't turn around and say, oh, sorry, we need danger in there ahead of you this week. At least start danger. Doesn't field. danger override that, though, in terms of what he offers as a pure midfielder? I'd, well, he put I the fear of God into me if I was coaching the opposition back line. We're trying yeah, to get the best of both worlds here. Yeah. As well, if he was if you're rolling into the, the middle of the ground also. <laughs> of so that's where yeah. it's so hard. Well, actually, you're rolling, you are rolling the dice because ideally you want your best player where the nut is and in the middle of the ground. So if you can use him forward, but then Duncan stands up exactly as he did last week, Blixar does a job. And that's what we remember when they were at Adelaide over last time. They didn't tag. So danger's in there. So you have to sacrifice something if you're going to run, have someone running with. So Selwood in there, Blixar's yep. in there. That means danger out. Yep, I'll be holding my breath. And let's see how it goes. And and the half time they still were allowed to keep him forward last week. Yeah. It's probably rock, paper, scissors at match committee doom, to be honest. They're probably Bomb. going, we don't know where to go with this. But <laughs> last week, when you look at it, Harry Taylor, lining it out with food poisoning, had to go back, do the roll, yep. push him forward with Hawkins. They're your two most dangerous at the start of the game because through the middle of the ground, when danger, Adelaide, you know the pressure that's going to come from the crowd and we... We spoke about uh, Richmond last week with the noise and how intimidated the Cats members were. But that's what happens at Adelaide Oval. You've got to get off mm. to a good start. You don't get off to a good start. They'll be up and about. They've had the week off. Mm. They'll we talk, hit the ground running. We talk of danger, but uh, and where he started last week, you've got Menangola here, which we, we can see gets midfield minutes, plays forward. But Mitch Duncan was the other one last week that was put to sort of come off the back yeah. and, and, and clean up that way. And, and he's been in the middle of the ground. It's been Selwood, Dangerfield, Duncan mm. as the three starting mids for for most of the year, and, and all three have done exceptionally well. So is Duncan another one that you talk about, Derm, and go, do you start him on the outside again, or do you throw the three big guns in there to, to start this game? And, and Duncan seen, becomes part of that discussion. I've, I've seen, they're not famous times, but there's uh, uh, Rossi Lyon, he, 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 had, he tagged um, uh, in a grand final once, he, oh, geez, St Kilda v Collingwood. Yeah, um, Swan or Swan, he got Kendall tagged, Green. and he tagged him with... Uh, Christ, um, Peaky. I think oh, Peaky. Yeah, Brett Peaky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And after half time, he did a really good job. And then the next week, he didn't start the tag on him again. You know, when St Kilda came back in that draw, and he didn't start him the next week. And I just, still for the life of me, can't work out mm. your, why you wouldn't sell him the mm. same job. Yeah, okay. Perhaps he thought he couldn't run with him all yeah. day, but at least keep what you know is going. Mm. Did you have some footage of Danger you wanted to show being a, a, a clever, sneaky... Oh, I like when, when he did go forward and he hits the contest, but we've seen him take the, the good mark over, over Newman, I think it was, for, for the Swans. And I thought, well, how does he actually get to this point? Because I saw him go into the contest first, so we've grabbed behind the goal vision, and you can see there we've highlighted Dangerfield with his, with his direct opponent. So the ball's bobbling around there. He can't help himself, of course. He has to get in amongst it. Goes in to perform the tackle in behind, causes the spill. But then watch his movement here. So this is how he actually creates space for himself. He leaves the contest, which would be hard for Dangerfield to do, but it works out on this occasion playing as that pure forward to wrap back around and then take take the mark. So he loses his direct opponent going into the contest. Mm, yep. Paul Hudson was the best of it for uh, after the, yeah. when we played with him. He'd go to the contest, zip out the back, and there he is taking taking a mark. I thought that was brilliant forward craft there from from danger. And just for the record, that wasn't behind the goals. That's from my phone. <laughs> yeah, I had those seats up in the nosebleed section. It's a long way back, I don't know what's this one, yeah. <laughs> I think the other thing with, with danger playing forward, and we saw some examples, it, 
there was the, all the defence was attracted to him. I mean, he was isolated deep in uh, the forward 50 for numerous minutes there. When the ball came in, in long, all the Swans defenders were going towards him. Menegola pops up for a, basically an uncontested mm. mark. Zach Smith drifts forward and gets one as well. So it, it takes a He drafted him, didn't he? Well, they, he he draws him. the ball, yeah. Yeah. but he draws the opposition as well. So it gives you an opportunity. Here's your bailout kick because you want to get it to him. But if, you, if you're composed with the ball in hand, you can hit up the short targets because yep. everyone's peeling off. Zach Smith nearly is the barometer for, for Geelong in, in so many ways, I think, because he plays well as Ruck. They yeah. generally go well as, yeah. a, as a team. Round 23, he dominated, didn't play well against uh, Richmond in the first final, yep. got back to his best form last week. So that is, becomes a, a huge battle because we know the levels Jacobs How plays they play consistently. Well, oh, well, I reckon it'll be I reckon it'll be charge forward and then turn over the other one. All uh, charge forward. It's who can actually have effect forward of centre. Who's got from, the better tank out of them? Well, they're both pretty oh, they'd good. They both be very similar. No, you think? Zach Smith, elite. Is oh, he? Yeah, eight hundred okay. meter runner, just he was gr too, yeah. great oh. runner. And I think so. What I'd be doing from Jacobs, I'd be trying to wear him down. What we're talking about with Crouch. When you yeah, say wearing wear down, what do you mean Ruckman wearing down? Do just run wear down wrestle, or maul well, him? Well, I wouldn't give him a free free run. Wrestle him, yeah. hit him off ball. Because if you want an athletic contest, good luck catching Zach Smith. And I think what we saw last week was uh, Zach Smith at his very best. He was mm. allowed to run, run forward. He can play. So and we've seen the best of him um, in the last couple of weeks. So I think very dangerous. I'd try to keep him grounded and make sure he's tired. That'll come down to the footy smarts too, won't it? When yep. to engage, when not to engage, keep him thinking the whole time because that's it's how you huge, get the athletes. Massive. I mean, we, we look at Zach Smith and we say, yeah, another big ruckman. 206 mm. is a monster size. Well, who's ruckman. got the better footy smarts then out of those two? Oh, I haven't seen a lot of Zach live, but I've seen Source Jacobs. He is a very smart... We don't yeah. pump Ruckman up a lot, but uh, he's <laughs> got a lot of footy smarts. The way he covers the ground, because the Ruckman for Adelaide, it's a, it's a tough one, because you don't want to push forward, because they've got the, the, no, um, yeah. the big tools there, so you don't want to crowd the space. But he's smart enough to get close enough to engage their Ruckman. So watching him live, he's a very smart footballer. And he almost has to get a little forward and get used 70 out yep. to stop Zach Smith drifting forward. Because I'm not sure. I think both of them, as we talk about a fair bit, they're not great fullbacks. So you want to make them defend. Mm -hmm. um, if you get a mark early, that's going to make them be accountable. So, and quickly before we go to the break, Stevie Motlop, his game last week. Ruzi and I, we were chatting amongst ourselves last week when we said, if ever there was a final Friday night to call what we need you to do yeah. last week, and he applied himself beautifully. That's the best game he's played for some time. Well, he was superb, and I think there was a number of his teammates were very good. You think, you know, Menzel coming in as well to complement what this guy did. His defensive pressure was really good. We've always known... That rundown on, on yeah. Gary Rahm was awesome. That's what you want. And you talk about barometers for individual players. If he's tackling, his defensive stuff uh, is on, the offensive stuff's going to look after itself. There you go. Certainly very Talk us through the next one coming it's the, it's up the, in it's a second. It's the close-up on the opposition, isn't it? That's what he yeah. does well. well what he does well is the speed of ball that the Geelong yeah, winner, he closes yeah. it up. But then he also, when he's got the ball, he changes the angles. I can't work out what Gary Ryan was thinking. Then. No. He had a, a two-on-one and he tried to beat him individually. I don't know what was going through the, through the scone there. You've been fantastic. You've come out swinging when we're well, happy. As soon as I yeah. sat down, a nice smile got clipped. <laughs> <laughs> you over the next break. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll give you a oh, clip like out. It. We're going to a break. You can it. have a clip out. <laughs>
Design guru Neil Whitaker and property expert Andrew Winter go head-to-head, helping homeowners make the life-changing decision. Are you going to love it or are you going to list it? New series Love It or Listed Australia starts Wednesday 8.30 on Lifestyle. Looking forward to that one, Andrew Winter and Neil Whitaker, very entertaining gents about the real estate market. Love it or list it. I just wonder, over pre-season, will we see Gary Ablett love it or list Ooh. it? Will he feature in I think he's already listed it. He's already listed it. <laughs> he listed it a couple of months ago. Who, who else there? could we get? <laughs> love it or list it. Wait for episode two, Lynchy's $20 million house in Brisbane. <laughs> on his 18 acres. Or one of Derm's eight. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, no, you've, six divorced, mate. Yeah, you've, got you've cut him up a couple I of times. I have got nothing. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's move. <laughs> let's get out of that room. Dingo, talk to us about drop-off players. We spoke about how effective the plus one will be. The Cats last week nailed it because the pressure through the middle of the ground, the Swannies had no idea what was going on. And we spoke about how good they were at their ball movement and when they uh, can obviously transition our defence. But have a look how good this is. Henderson, and guess who played a part? Harry Taylor blocked Buddy Franklin. So not only with your plus one did you get an advantage, but the long bombs, as I mentioned, if there's no pressure through the middle, you can take your time and obviously lower your vision, but the Swans had no time or space and they just fell straight into the lap. You see McVeigh there just panic. And Lynch, you were at the ground live, you could see it unfold, and they just got back beautifully, and it rotated their plus one. It wasn't the same guy every time. No, absolutely. Henderson was for a majority of the day, um, and then Sinclair would go up and try to man up Henderson, make it a two-on-one situation. Tui would roll off and be the spare. Then Buse was for a short period of time as well, so they, they used it extremely well, allowed Sydney to have the extra one at the stoppage, which didn't work for them, mm. so the spare back there just set, launched all of their attacks from defensive 50. Beautiful. And then last time they played Durham... Uh, Geelong tried it again, but Adelaide obviously uh, on to that three-card yeah. trick, uh, especially with their small forwards. See, Sauce Jags, we spoke about the 70 metres, Lynchy. Yep. So spread it wide, draw that spare man, and then it'll start to unfold as we can see there. So Adelaide are just so smart. They do obviously milk their forward entries because they've got such a potency. And then you've got Charlie Cameron there. Eat up the grass. Don't kick it. Eat up the grass in front of you. You've got the wheels, and look what it does. Draws the two-on-one over the top, and away they go. And that's those players lurking around the 50. When we say get there like Jacobs, get there, but then get out. So Spot you've on. got to be mobile. So clear the space for someone else. Get to the space, then clear it. Yep. That, that, that is brilliant footage when Adelaide can get that fast break. Think back 12 months ago when Geelong stopped them on Adelaide's deck. Think about that, Five weeks ago when yeah. Sydney did too. Yeah, they were able to. If you can make Adelaide stop and just, where am I going with this one, rather than grab and go, you're a half chance to beat them mm. from there because they love that quick go and everything's flowing downhill towards goal. If you can make them stop and look sideways, you're a half shot against yeah, them. That's the biggest on. thing. You need pressure at the ball. At the source, you need to put enormous pressure on because once they get away, they get that overlap and they break lines and that's when Jenkins is in his element, gets yep. out the back, takes Eddie marks, yeah, running yeah. back towards goal. So that's a, a critical uh, uh, facet of the game. Forward 50 pressure, or forward half pressure, on the, the running backs for Adelaide. And they are hitting up at centre forward now to the Adelaide Crows. So that's where they've probably changed it up a little bit in the past, where the whole plan was get it and you're going over the top. They do have a couple now that um, do come up and, and hit up more at the contest, so therefore it probably allows that other trick you're talking about to work more effectively because they're, they're getting good ball at about 60 metres out well, from the Well, they had to change that because they, the dump kicks, when like 
Hawks of Sydney were playing behind. Grundy did it all night. Sitting off the dump kick, he's behind, takes the mark, mm. and then they rebound. Mm. So they need to work through that uh, pressure and hit up Lynch. Lynch is such an important player to use on that short 30-metre pass on the logos, on the wing. Who goes to Lynch then, speaking, speaking oh. of? We've brought him up a couple of times. Oh. Where, where do you go with... With that, is it someone like... Cause he I'm gets going high, Zach Tui, because if, if, if he can stay with him, and he does press pretty hard, I don't mm, think yeah. they've got too many backmen who press right on the mm. back of the shoulder and spoil. No, not yeah. against someone like Tom Lynch, but if you can get Zach Tui, and Lynch will go for, uh, further past the, the wings on a lead, yeah. and if Zach Tui can regain that spoiled ball, and he's kicking inside 50, mm. you've got a whole... And he can launch from 60 as well. Yeah, yeah. and it's like Lonigan and Henderson. You know when you walk your dog and you press the button and you can just let it go as far yeah. as you want? Yeah. Once they're outside 50, that's what they do. They go, oh, right, yeah, off you go. I know where you are. I've got you in check. All right, come back here. But those two don't play that oh, way. No, no, no. Yeah, well, that's the best one of the year. Yeah, next yeah. Yeah. You wait till the second last one. <laughs> Finals performer. Yeah, that's right. Like. Bored yeah. by finals. Um, <laughs> but that ability, like you're saying, Tui, spot on because if he can get up and get on the wheels of him and then he's so damaging with his foot and his but explosiveness. The, but the other thing might be as well because you talk about not getting the, the drop off, does Lynch allow you to get the drop off? So do you try that first and sort of go, Lynch go up, yeah, watch him as a team yeah, coming yeah. back through, cut his run, try and go with him on the way back, but you already got the one player back, so whether it is uh, I'd, I'd like, I'd like Tui a bit further back because he'll get dragged up to the logos. Yeah, certainly he gets the ball, he's going to hit it deep. I, I know he's played in a different position. I like Kyle Jasny. Oh, oh. Yeah, but he, yeah, he's got the, the motor to get up there and he can defend. He's and a allows good size too. Does it break their structure though, Lynchy, if, if you're taking him away from wing, well, what they've been doing for the last yeah, well, that's couple the thing. of they've, outings? They've, they've changed and he's playing in a different position. But it depends what you do with Harry Taylor, I suppose, yeah. where, where he plays. So if, if Harry is pushing forward, you may be able to rotate another one back. I mean, Lonergan's back there as well. You've got a few options, I think, for the wing position, and Cole Jasny's someone that can defend. And is, is Harry dictated where he plays by the fact of where does danger start? He's 100% Possibly, yeah. Because, yeah. Match-ups, match-ups And that's well. why I think he's got to start in the middle. He's got to land the first blow, as Lynch, he said. You landed the first blow with your big swing down. No, I didn't land any at all. No. But uh, if, if they land the first blow through the middle of the ground, then they've got the the big options up forward. I think you don't want to fall into the trap of saying, right, uh, we'll do this because we're trying to negate what's coming at us. You've got to get on the front foot. You, you can't load up then with Danger and Harry forward? I, just, I mean, just you're dictating terms. And I know you, you're, you're rolling the dice a bit by doing that. But you'd think with Lonigan coming back in... Taylor just plays forward. So if Taylor plays forward, you think Danger has to go in the middle? Well, I only say Danger through the middle because Blixav ta t tags. Scott Sellard will tag. You need someone to get it in and out and get yeah, it in and out as quick as you possibly can against Adelaide's midfield. As soon as you give them a little bit of latitude through the middle, you're gone. So I think they've got to get the ascendancy there. Talk about crowd. Talk about home ground advantage. They've had the week off. They'll be up and about. I just want to make mention also, in Adelaide's midfield, excellent. Two Crouch boys uh, and, of course, Rory, wonderful players. Not super quick. So Charlie Cameron sneaks up to the outside of the square and he's so fast, he just rushes in there. So he becomes the, the fifth player in there, but he is super quick. Yeah. Well, here's the energy for me oh. in terms of... Um Excuse me, the way that he get the way that he plays, because if he does this early and gets ball, 
look at. He's normally in for a really good game of football. Is uh, is Cameron? When that hit only went, went three yeah, metres outside exactly. the circle, and but he's on it. If he doesn't get it early, then his games generally drop right away. Yeah. So that's where it becomes really important for him as a player. If he sets up in these positions, they've got to give it to him early so that he gets handleable. He can break through and watch his confidence rise. If he doesn't touch it, he searches. And he's a young player, and uh, unfortunately, it just drops away in performance. And he, then, the, go Lynchy. He's not exactly playing the defensive sweeper role. Is he? <laughs> no, she, she's, she's, going, she's, she's going. She's off. Yeah. I'm getting this yeah. at 100 clicks <laughs> and going inside. Play. There's no, no second guess. No, no, no I'll just wait. There's big bets. Yeah. Imagine getting told that during the week. Don't worry about this. Just we want you yeah, just, just to go. Get, get, just go. get the fast wheels on and go. Yeah. And and his ability once he's got it, he's not one of those players that rushes a kick. We did see no, it, no. but he eats the grass up like I spoke about in the last bit of vision. And we also, we've overlooked one player that gets overlooked every week. He's old Kit Walker, the Phantom, Richie Douglas. Mm. He, under the guard the whole time, so he crouches and then he just slots in, gets his 25 each week. They've got some bit the on the goal, outside, goes I agree. It's, he's, he's pivotal yeah, to the His minutes will Douglas. be right down... Douglas going on the outside. Atkins and McKay are the other back. two that, yeah. that are uh, genuine sort of speed of ball movement on the outside. Yeah. I, I, I touched on something before. Uh, about, you know, mucking around with you and the Brisbane Lions, putting somebody's name on the oh, wall. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then there, there's certain blokes you you go out there and you give them everything you got. No, he's got, you definitely don't lack for anything. But there is a bloke, Eddie Betts, that there are several teams who believe if you, uh, as good as you can possibly put it, and I want to find the right word, physically are into him as best you can, that's... Yeah. That's, that goes a long way to stopping him. Well, well, there's some personalities, and you're not um, questioning them, no, their hardness at all, but some, some personalities Makes don't, the mind wander. don't react well to physical contact and that doubt in their mind. If you go out there and you just sit on their shoulder and allow them to play their you're game... sport. Yeah, absolutely. You're, well, you're again you're rolling the dice. Hold back my skill against your skill. Playing a game. Yeah, and so... Um, it's got to be more than just a playing we game. We used to look at their personality profiles as well. We come across some uh, Institute of Sport personality <laughs> profiles <laughs> as well. And, and so that was for our teammates as well. So I knew how to play with you and yeah, how if yeah. you're down, I can help you out and that sort of stuff. But we used to get no the information in your character, on, nah, the, on the right. op opposition <laughs> as well, how to get in their head. And yeah. so that's but I have seen Eddie throughout this use. year probably deal with it the best I've seen at certain times of that physicality that's come his way a little bit and he's actually stood up and stood up and in a really strong fashion because he's so I think he just he, he makes his, his footy do the talking now he doesn't get caught up in that so he realizes that it's there yeah. but then once it's once it's his turn to go he gets that break that he needs and good luck because if he I think he's playing like it really go, well do it yeah, you want you know I'm want. not going to react to it I'm yeah. playing footy yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly hey, Favourite segment? Well, it's the world-famous segment now. Oh. It's Roll called Global. <laughs> Roll the sting. Headshot score. That's long as well. <laughs> well who'd you have well, a look at last sting? week? How come in the sting is it your, shot, point, your shot after the siren where there's 18 blokes on the mark? That needs to be you. No, nah, we can't sting. play that again. <laughs> Gets a run 20 times a year. So what Jonathan Patton do yeah, last Jonathan week? Patton started counting his steps. He didn't know he had got 12. Got mechanical? Yeah, he got mechanical on it. He watches league teams. G'day, Johnny. How are you? But don't focus Good on bloke, that. Um, but it's interesting. The reason we're stepping it up a little bit, we've spoken about it all year, how critical is goal kicking? Is it cost teams finals? Is it not? When you're in here, got to know your shot. So we touched on Patton, how good yeah. he was last year, last week. Uh, probably not last week. Not last week, uh, but, yeah. but throughout the year. 
Daniel Menzel, interesting, because last year ran at uh, 50% set shots. And he tried something that didn't work, but this year, the key to goal kicking is finding what works for you. It doesn't need to be what you used to do, Jono. I like the look of that, but you'll see here, Daniel Menzel runs out. Massive arc. Why? Because, we'll show you in a second, but his arc and his foot at point of impact is critical to him running out to the right. So you see that's natural for him. So when a midfielder comes down into goal kicking, you don't say run straight. What feels best for you when you kick the footy? They've all got a natural arc. But you see this one here. In he comes, and nice and straight. He kept himself straight. That's 2016. So yeah. he's trying to actually go, right, I'm manufacturing this. This is not feeling natural to This is to what me. the copy book exactly. says. Exactly. And yeah. you'll see here, this is the point here. His, his foot here, his duck foot. So he's actually got it pointed in. So at point of impact, on a straight kick, his foot goes inside. So what he needs to do, you'll see on a golf stream, when you point the club at the top, it's at the target. He's on a swing there that's going to hug that left side because he's running straight and his foot's on the inside. So what does he need to do? He just needs to arc himself out, what feels natural to him. Mm. And when at point of impact on that, there he goes. He's got exactly what his hit zone is and he's worked with it. And this year, 82%. Amazing, isn't that? Like he goes from... Mm. 50% to 82% on the basis that... Well, everybody's that got natural, natural, haven't they? Everybody's got natural style. And, and, and what you're saying is, with what you have naturally, let's perfect that so you can replicate yeah, it the yep. most times. It's, it's a Jim, like, Jim Fury golf swing. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a unique swing. If he goes the, the textbook, he's going to slaughter it. Uh, so, I mean, find what you've got, as you're saying. Your yeah. natural art, discover that. Replicate and then, it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And we're not talking about a guy who's had 20 shots for the year. He's had 55 shots, kicked 40 goals, 15, um, and 22-5 from set shots. So it's, it's a significant number that, that you're looking at, and that's a huge improvement. The and thing with Menzel, for me, is you get blokes who, like if I'm kicking at you, Jono, who are hook foots. But Menzel seems to close up the left shoulder and kick, you know, almost kicking it at yep. mid-on. So if you, know? you do that... In your action there, straight, yeah. running straight, what no, happens? If I run straight, okay, so if I pull. run it straight, all I can do, I'll, I'll compensate and try and drop it to the outside of my foot, which is that awful missy miss to the right. One exactly. thing he has to do, though, is inform the umps that that's the way that he runs up. Because if that's after a siren kick, he needs to inform them because he comes off the, the line buddy-like. But if the umps need to know that that's, that's his arc, and that becomes just as important in terms of um, his setup, so they're aware... Um, oh, at maybe a critical stage That's in the game. That, they're only going to want to police that after the sign on a hard angle because they'll think he's cribbing it. Well, that's if it, you're out Mark. in the middle of the ground, uh, uh, they're not going to really... But we, yeah. we looked at Pat last week and we said 12 steps, didn't we, Doom? Yeah. And every time... Oh, it's 20 shots. It was 12 every time. I might have thought about too much, Lindsay. Yeah. But 12, enough in the, uh, in the runway to, to obviously deliver what he did. He's got a beautiful power shot. He went out a little bit too, but at point of impact, everything's square to the target. Same with Menzel. When he gets out, his foot is in the perfect position mm. for when he wants to kick. Because... But, Buddy, when he first started at the Hawks, Jason Dustle came down and lined the poles up. Uh, he had an air swing, buddy. Because it, it was not natural. And he stormed off and said, what's wrong with you? He goes, that fat bloke doesn't want me to break his record. <laughs> so, Buddy has to have that arc. Yeah. But yeah. that's the point of it. Work with what is best for you and what feels natural. It's a feel kick. It's not... A mechanical kick. Well, the, the, he'll, the never break, he'll never break Bung's eating record. That's <laughs> <for> sure. <laughs> the, the greatest of all time, Plugger. It was, well, it was probably eight steps, but it was very balanced. Ball compact, very, very compact. low. But he just got yeah. moving and then bang. And the ball drop yeah. was that far. Well, that's yeah. what he's, he's, his hand was lower than anyone yeah. else. The Chief, he had a high ball drop. Mm. It was very but high. But it was two-handed. Yeah, it was very two, high. Long time, two so hands, yeah. 
guided it, but he still got away with what his technique he, allowed him to. He used to bend the ball. Um, he showed me how to swing the ball, bung. Like he'd look at the seam like a cricket ball and go right. I can. And he used to bend it that way. Yeah, and that, that's why he that. hates a dribble kick and the snaps. He could just go <laughs> any which way he wanted. <laughs> he was pretty good at big we get to talk about the mighty tigers now. Oh, beautiful. And the Giants coming up. Leading song. That's oh, got to be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not on my list. What have we got here? Oh, yeah. That's Ed. Finals footy on Fox Live from 3.20 Saturday. All right. Now I know what we're doing. Smooth. I'm working on that one. Very smooth. Should have told me about that, Rob. I didn't know that was coming on. Let's go to the... Well, on this game, I mean, it is a massive game. I'm going to introduce you. Tigers are playing Well, you just said who was hosting that. Ed, and you were reading through. What a big game. 95,000 at the MCG. With the... What was it, 1,500 or 1,300 uh, GWS members of purchase tickets? So well, not yeah, many. I reckon everyone who doesn't like Richmond will barrack for them, so there's another 500. But what, a, what a, <laughs> an intimidating cauldron for the GWS players. How, I mean, how would you approach it? Yes, I mean, yes, it will be. And when they run out, it'll be deafening. Yeah. If the Giants hit the front some stage after half-time, it'll be deathly silent. And how do you reckon that'll affect the Richmond players? Well, I think that's just the thing. To, for the it GW, reverse itself. GWS know in a big game they're not going to have anywhere near the majority of supporters. It's going to be all yellow and black uh, on Saturday night. What a great opportunity for them to go out and just try to silence that crowd. And you don't hear the boos and the cheers with that many people. You just hear this, like, sonic boom. Mm, yeah. And it's a great environment for them to come down here that's and play all, their biggest game. Hey, that's what you, we've been. all played in the goal square. Yeah. When you're in the goal square, yeah, you, you can, can hear, hear something yeah, real of course close. You can. And just for everybody's out there thinking, oh, they can't hear us, we can. Yeah. <laughs> we they're, can they're, hear the individual. Well, their talk all week has been 22 v 22, so that's their, that's their yeah. mental approach yeah, going into it. But they started well last time they played at the G well, against the Tigers. Three, four to two points a quarter time, GWS in front. So yeah. they'll be confident in terms but, of actually going to the ground and performing. But I that think. hostile crowd you spoke about, yeah. how, how big and good is that for Richmond? Fantastic. It'll be like the Gladiator Maximus. Oh, yeah. They get the big, they get the the big drums going. Are you entertained? Pre-game. But, but as Derm said, don't muck up early because they'll turn on you and it'll be, it'll be tough. <laughs> hey, yourselves, but I reckon it'll be fantastic. You've skipped, you've skipped the changes. Yeah. There's yeah. none. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're unchanged, both teams. And understandably so. I mean, We might chat about that. Yeah, I mean, they're both ex extremely good. GWS looked all right last week, but the big challenge was, is with those small forwards. The defensive pressure that Richmond put on the opposition has been outstanding. Just obviously no changes, so they're, they're sticking with their There was speculation on Castagna has, hasn't touched the prune all that much over the last couple of games, but why, why have they stayed with him? Keep the structure right. The forward pressure, pressure is enough up. to keep him mm. Because there weren't guys in the, in the VFL who played well. Like Stengel played well. And you've got Bolton, who's, a, who's an emergency, and, and Alice there as well. So there are guys, and, and they do play in the, the grand final of the VFL this week, yeah. Richmond. So there were guys putting pressure on. And Castagna would have felt a little bit of that by not getting the ball. But his pressure on the other side has been quite good. Oh. Same with Graham. Graham's a young player, and he's, yeah. he's a good young talent who will progress through their ranks in the next few years. His tackling's been brilliant. 
but he's not getting much ball as a high half forward. Mid. So what they've got, so the Giants have uh, Davis will definitely play. Now he's going to play on Jack Revolt. Yeah. Um, Aiden Core, six foot four and a half, mm. seriously quick, so he can play on a small. Nick Haynes, Nick Haynes. is their intercept marker. So Adam Tomlinson has been in the back line all year. He might, if they changed, if they did go with a change for Castagna, Tomlinson has a matchup. They keep Castagna, Tomlinson might not have a matchup. Well, so he, he might change Dermot. Or roll forward. Don't know. He's a great kid. I hope he. He can, he can play forward as well. Because he'd be a good lead up forward. Real I think good. The, thing, the test against this small forward line for Richmond is what we saw last week from GWS. They've got to break out of that congestion. And I think we've seen in the past when they've been popping the ball up by hand, they've eventually turned it over, and that's what Richmond do extremely well. I think what we saw last week is GWS being able to almost take on the tackler, draw two in, get the arms out, and then give the handball. Then you've got a chance to get out and then run it out. And that's where they were very good last week, running it out of the back line for the first time for a while. Well, good luck uh, against uh, uh, Cochin and no, oh, just that ability to yeah. absorb the oh, okay, their okay. pressure will be enormous. But Castagna, as you mentioned, why would you play him? Because they've dominated the differential all year with inside fifties, Richmond. That's just repeat entry, repeat entry. So in finals footy, we know how the heat's up. A guy like that can bob up and keep. So he's a function player. One hundred percent function. Because what, what they'll want is dump kicks out of. GWS's back half. Yeah. So they put the pressure on, dump kick, set up, Rance, like they did against Fremantle from quarter time onwards. They just set up with Rance and Grimes and Ashbury and the ball just went boom and they end up winning by, down by a few goals, end up winning by 100 points because they got their pressure right, dump kicks out. You've got to drive with your legs against Richmond if you can, out of stoppage. Yeah. GWS have got the ability to be able to do that with their midfield. They can't just dump. They've got to drive, absorb the tackle, get the next feed off and away they go, break that first line and hold some sort of forward structure. Perhaps and then get into their forward 50, which sort of by default was changed. We've been speaking yeah. for a long... And most of the footy world have been talking about, can they sustain the three, the three bigs? They had to make changes last week. I'll tell you what, Lobb found a new position for himself. He'll be a ruckman, <laughs> I think. But they went, went small in their forward half and it made an enormous difference the way they moved, the way they defended. For the second week in a row, they defended extremely well in their forward half. So I think... Their small forward line looks more dangerous than when Lobb was playing at centre-half forward. Yeah, Cameron's almost a Buddy Franklin type, but, you know, roving... Six-foot-five yeah, flanker. Yeah, yeah, roving sort of player. But I thought it looked much better. OK, I'll throw one um, unannounced. Stevie J, last week, gets the six goals. you got to pick your team based on your Rob opposition. opposition. Hawley, Vloston... Off, they are going to dominate possession and, and build like Richmond do off back. Do you, do you pick your team based on forward pressure? So Devin Smith misses out. Tomlinson might he might come in. We don't know how that's going to play out. But that's what you need. You need, you need the source off half back with heat on. So yeah. are they going to apply enough heat well, on that half back line? We're looking at Harry Himmelberg there. He'll play on Rance. He's the yeah. forward. He'll play on Rance. He tried so to get McGovern as well yep. after the first quarter was so going against he'll them. He'll go to him. You've got DeBoer here. He's probably going to go to one of those backline runners So I think well. they, they, There's going to be a late change here, I reckon. I reckon Devin Smith comes into this comes lineup. In. I reckon DeBoer might be the one that, unfortunately, misses out. may miss out. Looking at that lineup there, for, and I know DeBoer puts the physical pressure on defensively, and Leon may, may be looking at that, but... I don't know, him sitting there as emergency. Once again, I'm this just is why you have coaches because DeBoer yeah. is a 100% starter for me. Okay, yeah, there you I'm, go. I'm with you. I don't think what yeah. DeBoer's been adding to that forward half, I don't think they'd go against him. Sure, you've got probably someone's a bit quicker, a bit more talented on the end of the ball. That's right. 
I th think they, they're trying to get uh, Stevie J through to the grand final for that X Factor, but he has to not get ripped apart uh, defensively going the other way. He so he do needs some the other way. He, he, remember how he was in that game against Sydney when yeah, they knocked him over? Reported. Got reported. I reckon they'd love him to perform with that type of aggro. Mm just that much underneath the report <laughs> yeah. line. Well, he has to. I mean, his first half wasn't great. And, I mean, like all of us, we were all there applauding him in the second half when he was putting on the clinic. I was applauding when he had that shot from 45. And there was no way I was going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. It looked like he was going to kick seven. But I think he, he, he battled in the first half. And it was great to see him in the second half. But he, he's got to make sure he doesn't get ripped apart defensively. Mm. Um, otherwise, they could be in strife. Brett Deledio spent all this time. We've got a graph up here. We'll put the heat graph up. Now, look at when he came back oh. into the team up to the quarterfinal. Look where his heat graph is on the ground. And then last week, where'd he spend all his time? Inside defensive 50 with a bit of pace bursting out of there and delivering the ball. He's a good kick. He's the goal as well. Still got yeah. his wheels, hasn't he? Well, that's oh, yeah. the thing. Where'd he play his best football at Richmond? It was probably 2011 and 12, oh, off half back. Yeah. And we're all talking, should he go into the middle? But he played some great football off half back. He did give him some extra run. We've just seen Charlie Cameron come off the back of the square. Lids could do that. Lids could yeah. literally be their flyer player. Oh, that um, goal he kicked, as you said, off half back. He ran beautifully yep. through and he got used and and finished it. I don't think West Coast manned him up that well going through the middle. He ran about no, three, three guys. But he looked better. Like, I was nervous for, for Brett Delidio coming back. He looked like he was running on his heels a bit as a forward. Didn't look like he was, he was sharp. Coming off the back end, though, all of a sudden he just had looked a bit freer in his running and, and a lot more ball in hand. You can see the star factor starting to come back for him as a player. You, you mentioned he hasn't lost his wheels. When he's actually moving into motion, you sort of think of him, oh, yeah. You get this perception... A bloke's around 30, uh, you expect that, you know, the pace to come out of him. He's still got some express top I think, end I think stuff it's because he hasn't got a high knee lift when he runs. He's real sort of yeah, low to the ground. He across so the ground, doesn't, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 And up against his old team. So he'll go up another Game year. One for one. One for one. What about Towner? He's up against his old team as well. <laughs> well, he's in form. We he's in form. We only kicked one last last start, yeah. but that was the first one of the game. How did you go against all your old teams? Yeah, I was going to say the six of them. <laughs> Stomped on Raiden's head. <laughs> oh, you did. Oh, you did. You did. <laughs> Took his frustration. <laughs> oh, poor Raiden's head. I saw him the other day. Come on, bring him in from Sportsman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bronte Brown, yeah, no stomping over you, mate. Hey, uh, I want to ask you before we yeah, start yeah, the other stuff, yeah. what about Cam Smith and the Melbourne Storm? How are they, are they good odds for them? How are they going to go? Uh, they're going to win the whole thing. Um, off the top of my head, I don't know what the odds are, All but right. uh, they're a long way out. It's a, it's a, a lot of betting Still on the Melbourne Storm. Still got to get through Storm. the preliminary anyway, thing. Good luck to them, anyway. Double the money on Adelaide in this first final. They've won 26 of 31, so all the punters are on Adelaide. I'd give Geelong a little bit of a shot, but... Big, big money on Dangerfield first goal. He was $11. He's into $10 now. So, punters getting on Dangerfield So, your analysts reckon he's playing forward as well. Mm. We're on yeah. it. Or is he going to yeah. kick the first one out of the middle, Bronson? He might kick yeah. the first one out of the middle. Uh, <laughs> Richmond GWS at this, stage, at this stage, more money on GWS at this stage. Now, obviously, they've opened about $2.60. They're into $2.40. But Richmond have won five at the MCG. And uh, 10 of 11 GWS have lost it. If you back the two favourites together, you get $2.28. So Adelaide and Richmond are multi. You get $2.28. 24 up promo continues this, uh, these finals. Every final bar one, we've paid out before half time. So it's been one sided final. So every final bar one, 24 points up before half time. And the Brownlow medal is Monday night. Dangerfield's $1.05. So you're not really going to back Dangerfield. Dangerfield. Uh, <laughs> Dustin, Dustin Martin. Martin, Dustin Martin is $1.05. Dangerfield was $1.05. <laughs> yeah, what so do you reckon it'll be like? What will the world be like 
if you pay out on the 24 up on the Tigers who got 24 up but didn't get the chocolates, what would the world be like, Brownie? It would be about a $5 million black hole, it's sports bet. <laughs> uh, but, but anyway, BYO Brownlow. So you can tweet in your uh, your Brownlow bets because there's not much interest in $1.05. So one person said, Seb Ross to poll three votes at least five times. We price that up at $22. And Sloan to poll three votes every game from rounds two, three, four, five. We price that up at $8. So you tweet them in, we'll price them up, put the best ones on site. I've got one for you. I haven't had a bet with you all year. Yeah. I pulled a 20 oh, out. Cash. 20. What? It's a It's a rip. It's a rip. It's a rip. It's a dinner with I'm this. This is going to lose. <laughs> I want to back. Can I back a draw at full time Richmond GWS? You I don't can. care who wins in overtime. Can I back the draw? Of course you can. All right. Well, tell me what the odds are next week when you're the walking with the winner. I think they're, they're about a fifty-one dollars at the moment, so right. I'll, I'll keep this in my pocket <laughs> for next week. <laughs> Let's go to a break. Thanks yeah. for coming in, buddy boy. We will no see you again next week with my folding cap. <laughs> <laughs> We're still talking about the GWS Richmond game. The GWS defence, the way they defended last week. I mean, week one of the finals, even though they got knocked over, that second quarter really hurt them. They still laid 100, I think it was 118, 110, 110 was it? Tackles for the game. They can get better, that is for sure. But you can see the movement in the right area, the way they're actually coming up to pressure on the ball carrier of the opposition. Outstanding. You mentioned the fall inch. This was outstanding. And and watching out the ground, I mean, you see more than obviously we see on the screen here. The defensive running, off-ball running, to get into a position to cover. And we see Tom Scully. We, we speak about him every week. He had, well, I think, 20 touches and kicked a goal. He's efforts on the night, along with Whitfield worked extremely hard, Cornelio as well their defensive running is elite and they're going to have to do that again uh, this weekend to stay competitive mm. but it's great to see and certainly I think that facet of their game has improved over the course of the season that we, I think it was you talked a couple of weeks ago, you said the best kick of the season we've seen so far, Dusty Martin oh, hit. Yeah. it was your yeah, kick, yeah. it was you, you said, oh, yeah the rewall yeah. I was on great the bench kick. and he was yes, unbelievable yes. well the we, one who's rivaled it came from last week. Nathan Wilson hit Harry, was it Harry Himmelberg yep, when yeah, he just carved through? My God, what an absolute spear this thing was. You well, tell you, what, Dern, you oh, can still on, play. Bad, is it? You can still play. <laughs> if you get in front of that. The only, the only difference between the two kicks was that Rewald had a man right on his back, so Dusty's yeah, yeah. kick had to be spot on. And this that, one into a, the path. That's a great kick. What about that first one, though? That's like hitting a driver out of the screw. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to hold that swing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Off the carpet. <laughs> Off the carpet. <laughs> yeah, no, hitting one out of the bunker. <laughs> a one wood out of the bunker. A magnificent yeah. kick. So they are pretty bold. Uh, Wilson can do it. They've got a couple of other. Kelly's a, a damaging kick. Um, uh, Shields a damaging kick. So they're starting to bite off some kicks, which will trouble the opposition. But the Tigers are pretty good at putting heat on. Well, that's well. the thing. So they ha have to get out of that um, congestion to get enough space to then steady and, and hit the tip, uh, hit the kick. <laughs> <laughs> that was no, tick. that is that was but tick. it is that terminology as well. It that, is that back was, in that the eighties. That we've spoken about. Yeah, yeah over, oh. our, over our lives. Don't that's you okay, go for mate. the Gold Coast? It's all right. 
With him, I mean, is it Canelio? Oh, the oh, one, yeah. Canelio, yeah, I mean, Canelio, straight up. I'm going Canelio because he yeah. gets the ball as well, doesn't he? He's, he's a yeah. strong little bugger, and he, he can get the ball. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> right. Right. Well, I might as just keep going. We just got all the chips, and we're going all of him. <laughs> but you're right, Canelio. <laughs> was so good in their last outing. I think because their skipper set the tone and was so strong around the contest, Martin was able to set up effectively, grab with some loose balls, get some good handball received, use his don't argue and play his natural game because so, so many others were uh, putting that physical physical oh, pressure on at the, at the source <laughs> lynchy. What else you got for I'm a little bit like Hutto when, when Jared stuffed up. You know, oh, like, a, oh, like a Le Mans <laughs> <laughs> How do you tag him? You tag everyone else around him. That's pretty much yeah, how you do, Yeah, but they, they got it right at Geelong when uh, I think it was Selwood and Guthrie just played him behind him. Yeah, tried to keep him just, into just, the stoppage. Kept him in there rather than letting him out. And, and yes, uh, it, it seemed to work around that, uh, that part of well, the game. Well, they should know how to play it. They'd probably do that with Danger. They go, right, this is a Danger. How do you uh, stop you? And then they go, right, we're going to do that to Dusty. Exactly. But his influence forward is yeah. going to be the big X factor. It could be the difference, yeah. Well, it could be. Uh, and, and when he goes forward, uh, one thing that can't be underestimated, and he, he's a Brownlow Millis now, so we're never going to underestimate him. Trent Cotchin's game against the Cats as oh, well was yeah, just extraordinary. Phenomenal. And that, that final goal he kicked, he, he really... And he, the way he hammered into uh, Dangerfield as well to bump. I reckon Cotchin's best football I've seen is not when he gets it 32, 34, 35 yeah, times. Yeah. It's when he gets it mid-20s and he's physical. And he but got physical He's attacking the the best Geelong play. He's not going after Guthrie and trying to break his ribs. He was yeah. going after Selwood, Zach Tui and Dangerfield. So he's going after the, the top level and saying that the pressure's coming from me to your best players. It's good to see him going so well and so many of his teammates going well and getting this success because he was bashed in the press last mm. year about his uh, the quality of Sideways his, 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 all the quality sort of of his stuff, leadership and that sort of stuff. He's stepped up and he's dragged a number with him. So I reckon it's fantastic to see him doing so and well. What impressed me most about it was four quarters. Like you'll see it, yeah, you can come out hard, you can do it for the second and third. I got off the couch. He got me off the couch when he did that goal. It wasn't yeah. to get a beer. It was actually, I went, that is unbelievable. Four-quarter effort to finish like that. Got you off the couch. And, mate, I'm looking forward to your new business, the deportment school. <laughs> 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 no. Well done, though. Yeah. You got late notice. You came in. We yeah. Yeah. Well Thank played. you. Thanks. Well Very done, Lynchy. Jared and Robbo are up next for 360. Going to be a fantastic show with them. As we look forward to preliminary final round, the best round of the year.